By creating maker spaces and by having Maker Faire, it gives us an opportunity to inspire or put something in front of a kid that they haven't seen yet, and then also give them a connection. Because it's great if you go somewhere and you see like, oh, that's an amazing robot. But that kid needs to be able to talk to the creator to ask the creator, well, how'd you get started? It's time to rethink everything, to redo the rule book, to explore smarter ways to work and rediscover what's possible. It's time for a fresh take on how technology and creativity are changing the way work gets done. I'm Susan Campbell, and this is The Big Rethink. Ian Cole has long been a proponent of using technology to improve the lives of our youngest minds. From leading the transition of President Obama's A Nation of Makers to creating the Maker Effect organization, to his current role as Chief Innovation Officer at Give Kids the World Village, an 89-acre whimsical nonprofit resort that provides cost-free vacations to critically ill children and their families from around the world. Welcome, Ian. Thanks so much for joining today. Oh, thanks for having me. So in this episode, we'll explore how technology can be effective in working with children, accelerating the give back initiatives and creating meaningful experiences for those who need them most. So I, you know, have a little background in this environment, if you will, about um, fundraising and, and working with critically ill children. And, and a quote that a mother of a child who had cancer said to me once many years ago, when a child has cancer, the whole family has cancer. And I'm sure that resonates with you and the work that you do. And uh, I, ha- I just have to ask, how did you get started in this project? Wow, that's a big question. <laughs> Let's just open on a small one, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, back, back to that quote, right? Um, I, I feel that quote. Um, while uh, I've been fortunate and and had not had to go through that with my family, we do work with families uh, every day, and you're you're absolutely right. And at Give Kids the World, one of the things that we do is we do look at the whole family holistically. Um, a lot of people want to put attention on the wish child, and you're absolutely right that not only have the parents been going through it, but also the brothers and sisters. And so as we do look at those experiences, we spend a lot of time looking at, you know, how can we take care of that, that whole family? But your question was, how did I get here? Um, I've always been the type of person who wants to know how things work. I was the kid who took apart all my toys. Uh, when I had kids, I bought them toys that they would want to take apart And I've just, I've always been a maker of things. And so in my professional career, I have been a builder, whether it was uh, working in technology, whether it was, uh, and and I've had a hospitality career here in, in Orlando, Florida, my whole life. And so working with different organizations and building systems inside those companies and then along the way, after um, I had finished my my MBA, I went back to school and got my MBA. I started really thinking about philanthropy and how I could give back. And there was a, a lot of self reflection, and I realized that I wanted to give back using the skills that I enjoyed using the most. I, I could go to Habitat for Humanity, I could paint a wall, I could dig a ditch, but at the end of the day, was I really providing value? Right. 
And so I took the skills that I have around making and organizational leadership and ended up very active in the maker community. So uh, maker spaces, so places where you can go and get a membership and learn how to make things. Um, I helped grow one here. I helped start another one here. We ended up creating the Maker Effect Foundation along the way. I accidentally became an event producer by creating the local Maker Fair. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna have to talk about that one in a minute. But. Yeah, that's a good one. But what I ended up with was this uh, really weird combination of sort of large hospitality technology skills and an understanding of how smaller nonprofits work and what those needs gotcha. were. And there was one day that uh, a friend introduced me to Give Kids the World. I felt really, um, I felt like I'd been missing out. It had been in my backyard for years and years and years, and I'd never been. And it's this crazy fairy tale village that does this amazing work for kids. And they needed someone to help with technology. And I looked at that and I had a great conversation with my family and we realized that, you know, that was the next thing for me. And it's a, it's a super, super rewarding thing to do. That's so cool. So, so, okay. Accidentally became an event producer. (laughs) Like, let's just tell me about that. (laughs) Okay. So uh, there's an event that happens around the world called Maker Faire. It is where curious, fun people who like to make things of all types, right? Art, invention, crazy projects, whatever it is, uh, get together and we call it the greatest show and tell on earth, right? We basically bring all of our toys out and show them off to each other for a weekend. Oh, wow. So when my, when my oldest son was 11, um, I went to my wife and I'm like, Hey, um, I'm going to take him out of school for three days and we're going to go to this fair in California. And she has this look, uh, we've been, we've the been mom together. Look. Yeah. The mom look, which is like, I trust you, but I really don't know what you're doing here. And we went and he was so pumped up, so excited. He wanted to learn. He was so inspired. And I was on the plane ride home thinking like, that's great that I had the means to take him out there and do that. But what about his friends? Right. And so we found out you could kind of create your own little version of this uh, locally. And so I was like, oh, we'll do this. We'll have like a couple hundred people come out. Like, it'll be like a fun day. Right. And we did it for the first time in 2012 and uh, 2,500 people showed up. And uh, it's grown and it's grown and it's grown. And actually, uh, November 5th and 6th here in Orlando will be the uh, 10th annual uh, of that event. And it's uh, it's all volunteer. I love it. Um, we will have uh, literally 1,500 volunteers who bring all their things out and work to make this event happen before the first attendee steps foot in the door. So, that is fabulous. And so what's what's great about that and, and that getting that event experience, Give Kids the World, we do a lot of events. And so I never intended for all of that experience to end up being very helpful in my professional career, but it's crazy how you learn something right? and then it becomes very, very helpful right. to you in the, in the end. And, and w- when you learn something that's inspiring to you, and that you can then take that and I always say recycle it, right? So we, um, 
we would take an idea that worked in one aspect of our lives, recycle it into another. It's like, you know, OG life hacks, right? <laughs> I, I completely agree. I think your, you know, ed- education and and either formal education or informal education is super important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that, that I try to do with my community service is bring the types of education to kids that they're not getting in our schools, right? Right, And our schools have, unfortunately, for a lot of reasons that we don't need to discuss here, have become very formulaic, right? Right. We don't have shop class anymore in schools. We don't have the dangerous. We don't have the messy because they're just trying to keep up right. and, and, and do the best they can. So by, by creating maker spaces and by having maker fair, it gives us an opportunity to inspire or put something in front of a kid that they haven't seen yet and then also give them a connection because it's great if you go somewhere and you see like, oh, that's an amazing robot. But that kid needs to be able to talk to the creator to ask the creator, well, how'd you get started? Right. They need to take it apart. They need to take it apart. Absolutely. That's so cool. (laughs) So let's talk some more about Give Kids the World Village. So your role there as the chief innovation officer. What does a day in the life of chief innovation officer look like? Uh, What's a good day look like? Let's put it that way. You know, you know, the great thing is, um, I, I will tell you, they're all good days. And the reason is um, our campus, uh, you know, we don't have a corporate office somewhere and then a property for kids. Gotcha. Like my office is in the same building where hundreds of families are eating breakfast. So when I come to work, I purposely walk through the cafeteria, I smell the waffles, I interact with the families, and you start your day knowing exactly Grounded. why you're yeah. there, right? Yeah. There's there's no question. So yeah, it may be a challenging day, but you know you're doing good every day and that really helps. But that wasn't your question. Your question was, what's it look like? It's the best form of chaos. <laughs> um, you know, with with an 89-acre campus and we have 166 guest villas, these are all fairy fairy tale looking castles and cottages and we have a we have a theater, we have a spa, we have a, mini, a dinosaur themed mini golf, we have a ice cream parlor, um, you know, we serve ice cream for breakfast. It's a thing. Yeah. That's our thing. Uh, we have a we have a castle and so all of that has what I would call entertainment technology in it. Plus we have our staff that all uses the standard desktop technologies and things. We have our servers. We have a big campus uh, to provide Wi-Fi over. So, um, so from a technology standpoint, we're doing everything from the desktop all the way to you know the video wall at the pool that's showing movies. Right. Um, and we have some animatronics, other other things like that that we maintain. Uh, in addition, we have all of the, I mentioned events. So we're selling event tickets, we're doing fundraising. So we have all the CRM platforms and those things that you would expect from a right. tech perspective. Uh, I also work with our construction team. So we are always evolving. We always have renovations going on, new buildings, um, new concrete, new You're asphalt, all city. those things. It, 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 you know, we, <laughs> when it's called Give Kids the World Village, it's very easy to make the it takes a village joke, right? Yeah. Because we do, it, it, is a, it is a very, very active campus and wow. it takes a lot of work to maintain it. And we've got a, just a super, you know, super group of people um, that want to be there, that want to do the work. 
as well, one of the really amazing things about the village is, um, you know, we're back at capacity post COVID now, which is fantastic. Like the energy levels there, when we're at capacity, we run 1800 volunteer shifts a week, 1800. That is a, 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 just a staggering number. When I, when I, um, I was recently at a conference and I checked in and got my badge and the person behind the table said, oh my gosh, I volunteer, you know, we serve ice cream. Oh, I love it. And um, it's really neat hearing how the community connects to the village. Um, but we have a lot of a lot of balls in the air, a lot of things to keep doing, keep improving, keep uh, and to keep innovating. So talk to me about keep innovating, right? So um, as you run such a large organization, how does technology, like what recent enhancements or kind of current enhancements and technology advancements have been helping you streamline or automate or improve your organization or the way you get work done? You know, we've spent a lot of time talking recently about when is automation good for the staff and not good for the guest? Yeah, good question. And um, so I think we're trying to be very thoughtful as we've ramped back up because we had we'd closed due to the pandemic and now we're we're coming back. Um, but we do we do a number of things related to um, you know guest servicing and um, you know just one example would be uh, we're, we're a 166 room hotel. And so we use, uh, we, we have a lot of cases where we use like ticketing systems. Mm-hmm. So um, something's not working in a room um, and, or, um, you know, I'm walking along through our campus and I see a landscape light broken. So we have an app that I can right there in the moment, I take a picture of it, I file it based on the area that it's in. And then I get a notification typically within an hour that an engineer has already been dispatched and is working on that issue. And that, that allows us to, to maintain the quality of the property and really to stay focused on the, focused on the guest. Yeah. That's a great use of technology as opposed to going back to the office, remembering, first of all, (laughs) and then where it was and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Yeah. Which light was it? I take a lot of pictures where I'm like pointing in the picture at the thing of, of what needs to be, what needs to be repaired. Yeah. That's great. Wow. So Share with us, if you would, one of the most impactful experiences you've kind of worked on so far. Uh, so when when families come to the village, um, and these are these are kids that uh, families that have a, a child with a critical illness, and in some cases they're still and maybe will still struggle with that illness for life. In some cases, they're in remission and they're past it. Either way, they've been cleared by their doctor mm-hmm. to travel. But when they come to the village, we have a castle. It's, um, it's a fairy tale castle with a giant mushroom and the mushroom is a carousel. And in that castle, every wish kid decorates uh, a gold star and that gold star is placed in that castle and they can come back and, and view that star in the future. We have uh, Stellar, who's our star fairy, and Stellar accepts the star from the child and then hangs that star on the ceiling or in our star observatory. Oh, cool. And um, we had some storytelling about Stellar, but we wanted to, to really... It's a very impactful experience for those families, creating that that memory. And so we we worked with uh, a number of companies to 
redo that experience. Um, and so what happens now is it used to be uh, you would give the start a stellar in a, in a kind of larger open area. And we realized mm, that really should be a little bit more intimate experience. So we, we moved it. And when you go into this room now, the room lights up and there's, um, you know, there's vines and, and kind of twinkle lights in the ceiling. And there was always a stained glass window. Well, now the stained glass window actually has a screen in front of it. It still looks like a stained glass window. But now as you're looking at the window, fairies show up in the window. Um, And Stellar comes out through a magic mirror that's on this desk. Oh, that's so cool. (laughs) And Stellar welcomes them to her magical room and explains you know, that what she's going to do with the star and the, the child decorates the star. And then there's a treasure chest on the desk that, that opens automatically. And they put the star in the treasure chest and the, and the, the box closes and Stellar says she's going to take it over to Franco the giant who protects the stars. And so Stellar flies out of the room and there's a little bookshelf and the little books move as she flies uh-huh. by it. And then she, she flies by. And then um, that night we we place that star and the next day they come back and Stellar welcomes them back to her oh, magical room. Wonderful. And so it just, it really took the storytelling to the next level. And uh, if you were to look at our corporate values, our organizational values, storytelling is one of them and childlike wonder is another. Uh-huh. And so we spend a lot of time thinking about how does this work in the eyes of a child and how do we make it better for them? And then also, how do we give them that story or that memory that they can take back? And the the fact that that experience, you know, it could be as simple as write your name on this paper star, but you've taken it to a level that is just so magical that it gives them the sense that anything's possible. Yes. Right? I'm sure that's such an important message for a child in that situation, that anything's possible. I, I think you're right. And, and, you know, our tagline is where happiness inspires hope. Okay. And, and what we know is that creating those amazing memories for those families while they're in Central Florida, that that gives them hope that lasts far beyond their trip. Right. In fact, what we hear from a lot of families is that's, that trip is actually a reset point from them, that they've been so caught up in the hospitals and the doctor visits and the day-to-day that it gives them a moment to just kind of rekindle their relationships with each other. Um, when I first joined the village, I heard these sort of anecdotal stories like, oh, and then a lot of families moved to Orlando afterwards. And I'm thinking, come on, where's the evidence? Like, does this really happen? I hadn't been at the village long enough to realize that these stories are all true. Not long after I joined and I'd heard those stories, I was actually in our makerspace one night and I ran into this gentleman named Rusty and I'd known Rusty for a couple of years. He's a local R2 builder, builds R2-D2s. Oh, cool. <laughs> takes them out to events. And I was wearing my Give Kids the World Village shirt. And he says, do you work at the village now? And I said, yeah. And I told him, he goes, well, you know, we're a wish family, right? I said, I had no idea. He goes, yeah, we moved to Orlando after our trip. <laughs> and I'm like, well, there you go, right? Yeah. It, it, it is true. So- yeah, it's good. That experience that we provided for those kids also has a lot of tech behind it, right? Um, so we have everything from, you know, there's an Allen Bradley PLC that already ran the building. 
There's Alcorn McBride uh, show uh, uh, video players. Uh, the, you know, there's screens. There's a ton of DMX, um, uh, QSIS audio. So we had. I learned a lot through the implementation of that because at the same time we were uh, redoing the audio capabilities across the property. So it was a it was a really neat opportunity to not only provide a great new experience but also to kind of up our technology game uh, at the same time. That's spectacular. What, what a mission. And, uh, you know, it's when people say, Oh, thank you. Thank you for, for the help. Right. Or for the, for the lift, for that reset point. Sometimes they don't realize that by allowing someone to help you, you're giving them a gift because helping someone else really inspires you and gives you that good feeling too. So it's, it's a win-win and it sounds like it's just beautifully implemented at Give Kids the World Village. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely correct that, um, as I said, every day is a good day because you, you just don't question why you're there. Right. Um, and also, uh, you know, when you have a, a fantastic mission, you tend to attract people through the volunteers and the staff that are also aligned with that mission. And I've spent a lot of years in corporate America where we did a lot of work trying to make <laughs> sure everybody knew, like, why are we here? Right. How does your job align with the mission? And that stuff's just just easier in a great organization where you can see the results of your work right there uh, in real, real time. time. Yeah. yeah. Ian, thank you so very much for coming in today to talk with us. Really great conversation. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And I would offer anytime uh, anyone's in Orlando, uh, look me up. We love to show off the village. I give a great behind the scenes tour. Oh, we like behind the scenes. <laughs> thank you so much. A quick note from our sponsor, Intel. Intel vPro continues to raise the bar with enterprise-grade performance, security, manageability, and reliability features for enterprise and managed business of all sizes. It's simple. Intel vPro is built for all businesses. Folks listening today enjoyed the podcast. You can help us grow by visiting our feed on iTunes to rate, review, and subscribe. Or if you're listening on Spotify, be sure to hit follow. That's it for us. I'm Susan Campbell, and that was another episode of The Big Rethink.